don't have a car that needs the premium gas, but every now and then, like I'm going to the golf course, I'll just fill it up premium, 1,008 Honda CRV. And I just throw a little premium in there and then, you know, mindset wise, I just feel better. And we're back. Welcome back to another part train. I'm Evan Singer. We got Mr. Cermak here. What's going on? What's up, everybody? It's the end of the year. It's the holidays. Last podcast of 2020. In case you guys are new, when you're on the part train, golf, the hardest game in the world, feels easy. We've all been there, even if it's just for one hole, right? Our mission is to take these lessons on the course and help you apply them to life, or at least create a life less frustrating than your golf game. Make the hard stuff look easy and learn to get better on and off the course from PGA Tour pros, best-selling authors, CEOs, mental coaches, and comedians and content creators like our guy Robbie Berger today from Brilliantly Dumb. It's time to finally enjoy the ride. That's what it's all about. So before we get to this episode and previewing a little bit of our conversation with Bob, we got to give a quick word from our friends at Roback. Oh, man. This is coming out on late December. New Year's is on the big, horizon. Christmas is big holiday over. push. So you guys yeah. have probably gotten some gifts you don't like. And I'm thinking, wow. hey, hit just the link. Just because it didn't, didn't fit, maybe. Yeah. Right? Ma- or, well, not just. They probably didn't even get Roback, right? They probably got oh, stuff they didn't right. like. Right. So, so just hit the link in our, in our show notes, in our, on social. We've always got ro- this link in our, in our bio. And get yourself 15% off roback.com they got new hoodies they got long sleeve performance tees they got vests they got polos they got q-zips everything you would want it is the perfect blend of comfort performance i mean i it's literally my favorite thing to wear around the house on zoom yeah on the course the masks are great still they're they're uh they're checking all the boxes i mean it, it's pretty it was pretty cool to watch roback really i mean add some new product throughout the year and and everything's great. Well, I can't believe that this is our last podcast of 2020. It's been one hell of a year from amazing guests to hitting over 100 episodes to Mark Wahlberg following yeah. us on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, it's just been one hell of a year, you know? It's been pretty cool. I mean, all things considered with a crazy world that we're in and hopefully 2021 brings better vibes for everybody. But uh, we had a lot of good conversations this year, Ev. Yeah. Um, you know, from some of the best players in the world, some of the best coaches, CEOs, comedians, everybody that's touching the golf industry in, in different ways. Um, it's been a lot of fun. You know, I think big things are coming for next year. So, Yep. So for this episode, we had Robbie Berger from Brilliantly Dumb. Guys, I said this uh, to him, but I believe he's maybe the funniest man on the internet right now like <laughs> he he just he kills me he's funny he's hilarious yeah. and so we were excited to get him on he's a big golfer he lives in la as well and if you guys aren't currently following his content make sure you do at brilliantly dumb on any platform but this episode was fun because it was kind of a lighter take on what we normally talk about i'd say the theme was you know all about learning to enjoy the game again you know i th- right i think all of us take the game and myself included too seriously sometimes. And um, I think Bob is a perfect example of having fun. Now, granted, I know he's shooting content on the course, right? 
But I think if you think about the mindset of being on the course to get funny moments, it shouldn't matter if you have a camera or not. We could take the same mindset as him out there. Right. No, I think if we, you know, laughed a little more, he is really funny. Ev. Uh, the way when you guys go, got to go watch his, his vlogs, his videos, the way he narrates, like, <laughs> you know, in the moment, like in the action on the golf course and his buddies, he's, he's next level. So yeah. he's a ton of, it's kind of fun to see his, his take on, you know, how he looks at the game and how he goes about his business. Yeah, I think this is actually a really good finish to the year. Very light, entertaining, and the end might surprise you. You might want to change the food you eat before a round. It might just change your game. I think I'm 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 a believer in everything he said too. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks as always, guys, for tuning in. If you're not following us on the socials, definitely do at the Par Train. Give us a subscribe. Give us a review at Apple Podcasts. And we hope you guys have an amazing new year. I know this new year is going to be different than any other, but we wish you nothing but uh, good health, some fun, and a a fresh new year of just enjoying the ride. Yeah. And let's bring those handicaps down in 2021. Let's do it. All right, guys. Take care. All right. We got Robbie, Bob, Bobby Fairways, actually known as Bobby Fairways Burger from Brilliantly Dumb. (laughs) Guys, maybe the funniest guy on the internet right now, in my humble opinion. Bob, I want to tell you something before we ask you first question. We've done 113 episodes on the train, and you, my friend, are the most entertaining podcast research we've ever done. All we had to do was watch your videos, and it it was hilarious. So we thank you for that, first of all. I love, hey, happy I can put it on a platter for you, boys. And I, I appreciate you having me. And I, I appreciate you pushing back the time a little so we can watch a little football. Now we got a full day and good podcasting to do. I mean, what a yeah. day. Could it get any better than this? Oh, little Charlie yeah, Woods wearing red? Yeah, tough I mean, to be. It's tough to be, fellas. So, Bob, we're going to start you off by going a little deep here. Okay. We told you off air, we talked the mindset a lot on the train. And you, my friend, seem to have a bulletproof mindset. I'm going to read you a quote that wow. you said, and I want you to give the listeners a little context sure. of what they can take away. Okay. You said, quote, my swing's a little bit of a disaster. I'm not. That's okay. I can live with that. I think a lot of people take their swing to their identity. I'm going to start you off. What, what do you think's the, the context takeaway here? You know what? I for, I forgot that I said that, and I'm proud that I did because I, I <laughs> still do. You know, I still do stand by it. Pretty much is you know when when your swing's bad, a lot of the times when you're out there, everything's going bad at that point. You know what I mean? And when it's just not going, it's not going. So I try and keep that mindset to where I'm still able to have a good time and realize nobody's expecting me to go pro. They're just expecting me to have funny content. So if I'm letting that, if I'm letting the swing get the best of me, you're never going to get any content out of me. There you go. I mean, and speaking, speaking of content, you know, you know what to say in certain situations, right? Yeah. So help the listeners know what to say to a friend. I'm going to give you five tough situations. Sure. And I want you to, to help them know what to say in this moment. Number one, the dreaded shank. You're going to see a lot more of those. Keep it short and sweet on them. Let them know it's going to be there. Move on. (laughs) Number two, the bunker to bunker to bunker, just back and forth across the green, back and forth. Hate to see it, but a lot of holes to play. Even if you're on the 17th hole, I'll say that. 
Okay. Three, Chunk City. Hang in there, champ. Four, um, a Bobby Block just off the reservation over the highway right. I'll send you boys a postcard if I get to it. And number five, the perfect shot. Your boy drives the green, got a putt for Eagle. Go ahead, go ahead and seek a pin, big fella. Now tuck that baby home. Now you guys know. It's pretty strong. A lot of people are out there. They don't know what to say. Now they know. <laughs> you just had five holes on the course with me just now. There you go. There you go. 17th hole, bunker to bunker. You hate to see it, right? I really do. But <laughs> I hate to see it, but a lot of holes to play, by right? A lot of holes. Last one coming up. Ev and I were talking. It feels like the term brilliantly dumb. I mean, that could have been that could have been born on the golf course around with the boys. So who do you know maybe is the best example of being brilliantly dumb? I tell you, I, I would say, you know, definitely me going out there for sure. You got like the Joey Cold cuts and the different characters that we bring out there that I could say, you know, are brilliantly dumb. Because the things we say, I guess, are so stupid, but it kind of resonates with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, pretty much any foursome that we're in on the golf course, that's what you're going to get. Golfers are being brilliantly dumb out there maybe more than any character. A hundred percent. Golf right? is, you know, golf pretty much is brilliantly dumb. It kind of goes hand in hand in a way. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I was, I was thinking about this because you guys, you do such a great job of kind of capturing that round of golf on Saturday with the boys, right? Like, appreciate it. Why is it that it's so funny to capture all this stuff on the golf course with your buddy? Like, you get five hours, and it's just like, whether it's what he's wearing or how he's hitting the ball or, or what he's drinking, and it's like, what is it about the, the, the golf round? And you just want to share it to the masses, right? Your friends blast it on social. Yeah. What is it? It's- you know, too, like we go out there and like we clearly make, you know, make it clear that we're not the best golfers. And, and I think people kind of enjoy that to where we'll, we'll show you the good shots. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, we have good shots. You, you have to. Yeah, we'll show the good shots. But at the same time, you got to keep the camera rolling for all the bad shots that you're going to get. And there's a mindset that we all have when we go out there and we film content. We know the camera's going to be rolling. So, yeah, it sucks that you're playing like shit, but there's good content. So just take it on the chin. And if, you know, the fellows are yeah. roasting you like we are, you just know that it's good content. So I like going out with people that like to have a good time and, and don't take it too seriously. Don't get me wrong. We have our fun. We put different bets on it and stuff. But yeah, you have an understanding that it's just going to be rolling. It, it ends up being 10 times better. People appreciate that more, you know, when you put stuff out there. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like assume we're all capturing content. We'll probably all enjoy it more, right? No, no question. No yeah. question about it. Even the serious, like the more serious golfer, if they would just relax a little bit, if the camera's rolling, you hit a bad shot, just it might help everybody, right? <laughs> People want to be able to resonate, you know, with, with different shots and, and, and the game to where I feel like they appreciate it more than seeing some dude just strike balls left and right. You know, we could see that every every weekend there's a tournament on if you want to do that. You know, people want to see the everyday golfer and, like, you know, their troubles and whatnot. Right. So, so Bob, for, for context for our listeners, talk to us about your background, where you're from, your time in the sports world, your journey, and – and uh, how Bobby Fairways came about, you know, so to speak. Yeah, yeah so I was uh, born and raised in Jersey. That's where you kind of get the Northeast voice from um, and the Northeast humor. But um, born, in, uh, born in New Jersey, spent some time in Florida. I was doing uh, hotels. I was in hotel, uh, hotel management. 
and uh, came out here to California to work in hotels as well. I was working at, I was a manager at a Four Seasons. And, uh, you know, just different people that you see come in and out of the Four Seasons. I love to go in the lobby and, you know, just kind of work the floor with the different guests. Because, you know, there's different hands that you're shaking, whether it's celebrities, CEOs, every day in and out. And I was in Beverly Hills where the Four Seasons was. So it was just constant. And and I, I loved it because I love to go out there, work the floor and, um, you know, meet different people, make connections. So I was having a ball with that. But then around... I would say two years in the hotel since leaving college. Um, Bro Bible, company Bro Bible and Barstool approached me at the same time, um, you know, about possibly working there. And then I kind of realized, like, you know, I always knew I wanted to be in, in entertainment to some regard, but that kind of like assured that, like, you really could take this social media thing and, and do something with it for a full time job. I mean, it was kind of hard to wrap my head around that, but it's true. And, you know, once that came in, it, it was kind of the game over. I was like, sure. I almost wish like if someone, I mean, you're giving all of the encouragement to your boys, right? Like when I heard, I was watching this video and you said, be the guy now. Okay. Be the guy, right man, right spot. Keep it right. Keep it tight. If I had a guy telling me that in my cart, I'm almost guaranteed to hit it good every time. Right. It's almost like a little baseball in the dugout talk you know on the course yeah we i played baseball growing up so that dugout chatter yeah yeah you know it's just like a thing and it's such a huge part of baseball and then yeah we just you know you bring it out there on the golf course it, it keeps it loose man it's all about keeping it loose out there yeah love it so robot bro bible you connected with them and you mentioned barstool because you know, when I watch your stuff, I just laugh. You remind me a little bit of the Barstool Chicago crew. I don't know if you follow sure. Eddie or yeah, yeah, Carl. Yeah. Like, not so much the foreplay crew. You know, they're one thing, but I really, like, you just remind me of Eddie and White Sox Dave. And it's just great. But but yeah, that's pretty cool that they approached you at that same time, right? Yeah, it was great. It was great. And then, that, you know, even for my parents, who I had been telling them, you know, that I wanted to do something like that, when that – when that came about, even for them, then it was like, okay, holy shit, you know, it came real for them too, you know, and the Barstool thing, I obviously, I love what they do there. We have very similar crowds too, like, you know, that type of stuff with the golf course and just different stuff. So we have definitely the same kind of demographic and audience, um, you know, and, and, and same with Bro Bible too, you know, in that regard. You're a big self-talk guy. We're, we've kind of been hitting on this a little bit. Do you do- do you think self-talk helps you hit better shots out there? I mean, for context, I was watching you guys at Griffith Park a few months ago. Yeah. When, when, when Joey Cole cuts, I mean, he hits it over the fence. He finds the ball. You're kind of it's, – it's a scorcher out there. I feel like you really helped him kind of turn the corner out there. Does he think that you help him? I don't, tell us. No, he, when he's going south, he hates it. When he's hitting it good, he loves it. But, you know, I think what he kind of understands is we all want him to go south because when his game goes south, then the content is really cranking up to where if Cole Cuts is going bad, we're all going good in regards to we know there's going to be some good videos. But with the, with the chatter, I almost think to a regard, it kind of hurts our game because we're laughing at it. So, like, if you're shooting and one of us are in the back, like, talking, like, you know, you're laughing at it. It's hysterical to where it's harder to hit a good shot. But, again, it just – it keeps that loose atmosphere. But we all know the front nine is kind of a joke. You just warm up out there. It's all about the back nine. Where did the legend of back nine, Bobby? What was the moment? I mean – 
Yeah. The listeners got to know. I mean, my buddies, my buddies would always call me back nine Bob because right out of the gate, the first nine holes, I'm just nowhere to be found. You know, like from the the game is just, it's so off. Like it just takes such a long time for me to kind of ease into everything. And then I always eat something at the turn. And then that's when back. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, shot at a shot and a hot dog or or, or something like that, it just ramps me up. And (laughs) back nine Bob just came alive because that's when I kind of show up. You know who reminded me of Bag Nine Bob? Charlie Woods this oh, weekend. Wow. Oh, I mean, what a comparison. We gotta, I mean, we gotta get your take on. I mean, how cool was that? What, what's your take on Charlie Woods this weekend? I thought that was more enjoyable to watch than 90% of tournaments, you know, outside of the masters or a major. I I, I mean, it, it was unbelievable. And not not even just Charlie Woods, which obviously was the main show. You know, you see Daly and his kid going out there. Right. You know, everybody's bringing their sons. or it, It's just a neat thing to see all of these kids can play. You oh, know, yeah. it's not like right. they're showing up. These kids can play. But that Charlie, I mean, he's, he stole the show. It, it was – he's almost got a sweeter swing than his dad. Wow. Yeah. It, it's incredible. <laughs> it's true. Oh, my God. It's so smooth. It was unbelievable. Yeah, there. I was talking to CERN before uh, you came on. It was like, you know, I don't want to have too much hyperbole here. You know, we're always biased in the moment. But I will say the amount of joy I had watching Tiger and him play together was almost like 2019 Masters. I mean, nothing will top 2019 Masters seeing Tiger win the Masters again. But like the excitement I had every shot of watching him and he he was splitting bunkers to drive the green i mean every time the and guy was unreal so calm and just collected and he he know he goes up he knows he's gonna hit a good shot and he's gonna make it look good too and he's so young and to watch the strategy of them and just it, it was i'm telling you i thought it was better than anything i watch outside of like a major yeah well 100 and we were this is what i'm thinking like it's something about, well, it's, it's Tiger's kid, right? That's, that helps. But it's a team event, right? We love the Ryder Cup. We love the President's Cup. We love the majors. I mean, now we love the father's son because he threw the Tiger element. But there's something about golf team events. Would you agree, Bob? I mean, Bob, because like you said, sometimes the average tour event is boring. We need, we need that flair. I don't know. I, I think there's a huge thing to that. I think anything to spice it up you know, or, or, or kind of change it up. Even, you know, to me, like some people, like I think the old school guys kind of dogged it and I don't know why, but like the Charles Barkley, Peyton Manning, and them going at it, the, the, the match with Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, Brady and uh, um, Mickelson. I mean, like even just stuff like that, it's incredible. It's a team thing and uh, it just changes it up. And we want to see, Stephen Curry, you know, we want to see him golf and, and, and whatnot. It's just, it, it, it's so neat to kind of change it up. And I think it gets a lot more people involved. Yeah. And there's something, there's something extra special when, when guys wear the same outfit, right. And gals, it's like, there's something happens to the vibe there when you got two guys or gals out there wearing the same outfit. I mean, you know, you might've played in a member guest or something with your buddy and there's, there's nothing that speaks team camaraderie than wearing the same shirt. 
Well, that you know? even, that's what made even like the the Charlie and Tiger Woods thing even that much more enticing. Totally, because they were wearing the same thing, and it just made it twenty. I don't know whose idea it was to to have them all do that. It was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, the internet was yeah. just going nuts. Yeah, when, when Charlie walked out with the red shirt, black pants. Oh God! And like even them at the range. I mean, you can't just watch that one time. You got to yeah. watch it five times. It's incredible. Yeah. So we've hit on this a little bit, um, but just to tie a knot in it, right? Golfers have a lot of negative self-talk, right? We talked about it before. We talk a lot about the mindset, taking stuff from the course, apply it to your life off the course. And you're all about treating yourself right, you know? And I never thought about this, but throwing a little premium gas in the car when it takes unleaded, I mean... Sometimes it needs a little bit extra. Dude, that's right? that part of the mindset right there. I don't have a car that needs the premium gas, but every now and then, like I'm going to the golf course, I'll just fill it up premium. It's <laughs> like a 2008 Honda CRV. And I just throw a little premium in there. And then, you know, mindset wise, I just feel better. I mean, what's the, what's the parallel of that on the course? Maybe put on a fedora? Like, what's the premium gas for a regular golfer out on the Muni? Absolutely. Maybe rocking a shirt that you probably shouldn't have bought because you may not be able to afford it. It probably just wasn't a smart purchase, but you're still rocking it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it takes. I mean, if you dress good too, you feel a lot better too. Cold cuts. He, he's got some outfits that turn some heads. Sometimes when you pick him up in the morning, is he, that's just kind of part, part of his vibe, right? I mean. Oh yeah. You know, the thing with cold cuts too, like people, makes it funny with him people ask me you know is like this cold cuts just do that for the videos or for the content and it's like no like he 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 wears <laughs> you know you talk about taking risks things that i couldn't imagine wearing and even outside i mean when we go out we go out to dinner he'll show up some nights I'm like dude you know what are you wearing like he he takes big risks and it makes it funny because he you know he doesn't see it as a big, big risk you know as far as what he's wearing he just to him it's normal right He's a big highlighter guy. Love, there's yeah. only really two types of golfers. There's regular palette and then there's highlight neon. Yeah. And he's, he's highlight neon. Yeah, no, when he, takes, when he takes a chance, he definitely takes a chance. <laughs> he's going to really let it. He's a big bright colors guy for sure. And then, you know, if he goes and he loses a ball, you can see him out way beyond. Like, you know, you see him roaming around looking for his ball and his colors just popped where it's hysterical to see. You know it's him. You know it's him. You can't yeah. miss him. <laughs> so I, when you guys are on like the first tee trying to get some, get the camera going, get some content going, you ever get some looks from, you know, the, you know, whether it's the marshal or the people in front of you or behind you, like what's the funny dynamic there? Maybe, you know, <laughs> well, you know what we, we, we usually actually, we usually won't bust it out right out of the gate content wise. We'll usually let each person settle in for two holes. Cause you want the opportunity to kind of get it flowing, you know, right out of the gate. Sure. And you're worried about your own shot to where if you have the camera, you're not focusing on your own. So right. usually we'll give it like, you know, the lead up to the, the first hole is phenomenal. You know, the first yeah. team, like going up the drive in, the drive in, we do go in the breakfast, you know, that <laughs> whole night. But we know we usually do like two, three holes to kind of settle in and then it, it starts coming out. Bob, we we've been trying to get Kevin Dillon on the podcast for a while. Um, we wanted to talk what it was like to snap Brady's driver, you know, an entourage. And I know he's a big golfer. 
the, seeing the, if you guys haven't seen this video of Kevin Dillon telling Kevin Connolly what to do over the ball, I mean, obviously Kevin, it looks like uh, Connolly was pretty new. What was that like? Cause I, I want to hear, and maybe it was that day, but I want to hear your, I want to hear about that day. And then I want to hear about maybe your funniest memory on the course. Yeah. I'll tell you, he is, they are so fucking funny to play with. I, I mean, they, they really are. And Dylan who played Johnny drama and then Connolly um, who played E they're, they're, they're somewhat very similar to their characters as far as, you know, if they were in the show. To where, yeah. You know, I noticed that too. Yeah. Like it's pretty spot on. And um First time I played with with drama, Joe, I was with Joey Coldcuts, and Joey Coldcuts has always been like for us the drama of our group, and we've always said that. So before I even came close with with Connolly and and Dylan, um, you know, we always said that about Coldcuts. So then to to go to the course to go play with the first time we played, you know, I had played with Connolly a couple times, but then we um, played with drama, and the, the first time playing with him was one of the most surreal. It was just absolutely hysterical. I mean, it's just, you can't dream of anything better than that. You know, growing right. up, all of our favorite shows was Entourage. Like, that was the thing. And then you're out on the golf course with them. And then we played around me, Cold Cuts Drama, and then E. And to see them in the golf cart together, looking for their balls together, and just the banter between us, it's – I knew there's certain times I was like, really take this moment in. Because it's like, yeah, you guys are all friends, but at the same time, like, this is this is nuts. You know? Yeah, 100%. That's like the one time I was lucky to play Riviera and I look to my right and Wahlberg's on the tee box, right? That guy buzzes around Riviera every morning in like two hours, right? It's insane. Yeah. It's like, it's like Mike Ditka in, in Chicago, Bob Link. He just he plays through groups, yeah. literally. <laughs> I, you know what? If Wahlberg pulls through there, what are you going to say? Nothing. Right. We're getting, we're dropping cold cuts a lot, Bobby. Talk a little bit about Das Rob and the Big Maple, you know, kind of some international flair that they bring, and just we want for the listeners. Come on, we want to hear. Yeah, about you know what? We all um we all met through hotels. So the Big Maple was the GM of the steakhouse um, that was on the Four Seasons property. Joey Coldcuts was the GM of the other restaurant on the Four Seasons property. I was the guest services manager, so I was inside. So. We work the night shifts because, you know, when you're the young managers, you work the night shifts. So you do like, you know, one o'clock to like 11, although cold sure. country, one o'clock to three in the morning. But the, the head honchos and the big bosses, the GM of the hotel, they go home. You know, they work the morning. They work regular hours. So they're gone at five, six o'clock. So after they leave, it the, the hotel's on us. You know, we're in charge of the hotel. And again, just real good friends with between the four of us. So it was kind of us looking over the hotels. We would just have so much fun together. And then once we started playing golf, Das Rob's the only one who worked at another luxury hotel in LA and we started playing golf together and they're just characters, you know, Das being from Germany, hence why we call him Das and to get his mindset on things, you know, like he takes the game very seriously, but he's got yeah. like German voice and still can get after it. And then um, the Big Maple's from Canada and just drinks like a fish, where he's like the group drunk. And then you have this really nice, polite German guy that's also taking the game way too seriously while being so polite is like out of this world. It, 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 that's a great mix, right? Yeah, and Doss will shoot like a 
fucking he'll shoot like a 65 on the front nine and be like reading his lines like the next couple holes like everyone the same way marking his ball and really read it's like you know you're already so many just 65 yeah (laughs) your round's already cooked so for all those golfers out there you know hopefully next year we'll be able to go on more golf trips but what goes on behind the scenes in a hotel that we don't know we've heard the horror stories at restaurants Especially, yeah, especially in the late night hours, too. Is there something that we don't want to know yet we want to know? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like you said, too, like the night hours is, is especially the shifts we're doing, you see all types of shit because people go, you know, go to the hotels to escape kind of reality. To right. so Not everybody was doing it for business. And even the ones doing on business, you know, you see some pretty crazy shit. But you have so many interactions with celebrities. You know, it's every day. It's somebody new. And there's just so many different stories that you have them, you know, you, a lot of them live with you. So they'll, if they're moving out of their house or trying to find a house in the LA area, they live with you for a month, two months. So Mm. you just, you, you, you get to know these guys or girls, you know, really well to where it's, it's neat. It gives you a whole different perspective on things and you see kind of how these guys live. We got a few more for you, then we'll get you out of here. What do you, what to you is outside of the core group we just talked about? What's the dream foursome for you? Charles Barkley's got to make its way into there for sure. Um, I would say John Daly would be another one that'd be hysterical. Um, I want to try to people that wouldn't be golfers, but at the same time, being out there with Mickelson would be incredible. Um, So I would put Mickelson up there too. And then, uh, oh man. I, I got no issue putting Wahlberg in there. I really mm. don't. I think Wahlberg would actually be an incredible one. Plus, he's a golfer too. To where you know you'd have a lot of right. problems. He's an advocate golfer. Um, yeah, and then probably Woods, just to say that you played golf with Tiger Woods. I don't think he'd bring much to the table personality-wise. I think he'd be yeah. pretty quiet. Yeah. But um, just to say it would be incredible. And let's say you got that. You know we we'd whittle it down. We'd sneak you in there. So we'd pick three of that group. What would you say is the best betting game uh, on the course for someone that's looking for something a little extra, uh, something new you guys ever, uh, you guys have a good game you like to play and make it, make it interesting. You know, what's a funny thing that I recently saw somebody do that I think we're going to do for our next vlog is fastest to finish the hole. To where you walk and you're not riding in the car, or you could do a riding in the car to where you hit your tee shot and then you just beeline it over to your ball and you got to close. Doesn't matter how many strokes you take, but you just got to finish the hole first. I think it would be hysterical. But then closest to the pin is always fun and um, best ball scramble is great. I like anything where I got a guy with me. I like yeah. having a partner rather than going solo. It just it, it gets. The energy levels when you got a partner is just so much more fun because then, you know, if you're going solo, somebody's already going to be always going to be kind of pissed off. Totally. So, yeah, anything where you can get a partner in there. Who's going to have the toughest time in playing the hole the fastest, do you think, out of your little group of of boys? like You know what? Who's that going to really push to the limit? Cold cuts It'd be tough for cold cuts. Look, cold cuts can hit his ball a mile, but he's gonna have to get there quick, which is where it could be tough. I think I'm taking that home. Mm. I think I'm. A, I think I'm a heavy favorite going into that. I think cold cuts would struggle, but 
it, if he gets a hold of one, it goes, man. He knows how to throw the weight around. So Bob has speed? Bob's got a little burst. Bob's got a little burst. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it speed. I would say a little pep to my Steph. That's yeah, I would Bob, Bob's got pep. Definitely. He doesn't have speed. All right, so we've talked dream foursome, betting games, how to keep it more fun. We talked a little bit about food at the turn, right? Yeah. We've seen a little, you know, breakfast sandwich. We've seen breakfast burritos. Should more people bring popcorn on the course? You know what? I took a, I, I took a lot of heat for bringing the popcorn on the course. <laughs> and I understand. It, it was also the way I ripped the bag of popcorn to where I was eating it out of the top. You know, rather than getting the corner of the bag, I just ripped the top of it like it was an envelope. And I was playing around eating it with my golf. I looked ridiculous. And I took a lot of heat for it. Deservedly so. You know, I really, if I saw somebody doing that, it looked like a psycho move. Um, but look, when the popcorn's hitting, the popcorn's hitting. And if you're swinging good while eating popcorn, you'll, you'll eat popcorn and keep swinging the full 18. What's your top popcorn? White cheddar? What's, what's, your, what's your vice? I'm a smart food guy. Oh. Oh, problem with nice smart food. Love yeah, it. problem with it, though, it's going to stick to the fingertips kind of the way like a that's, nacho cheese Dorito would. That's a problem. You're going to get Got to have the wet towel on the bag. Yeah, there you mm. go. You get the wet towel because you're going to have that fingertip residue. Speaking of food, is there any bagel, this is a selfish question, in L.A. that can compete with the East Coast? You know what? Are you looking for a cream cheese bagel or are you looking for lox? Probably a cream cheese. Cream cheese, you can do um, Bagel Broker. It's one of my favorite cream cheese bagels right now. They, they, for me, a cream cheese bagel-wise, Bagel Broker's got the throne. Okay. It's not going to blow you away, but it, it'll get you by. It'll get you okay. by. All right, sure. one last question to all of our Instagram followers. Anyone who follows a golf account on Instagram, what's one thing they got to do differently on the course starting tomorrow? Pre pre round bagel. Even if you don't like the oh. break, just, just just force it down. Get yourself the pre round bagel. Doesn't have to be bacon, egg, and cheese. That could be too filling. Just get a cream cheese, cream cheese bagel. Toast that sucker. Bring that on before the course. Let me know how you shoot after. So that's the that's secret. Great I, simple I, advice. Yeah, there. I think more people should be crushing bagels before they're round. Gotta, okay. you gotta get to, gotta get that energy. You don't want the shakes on the fourth hole. It's you know, gotta, it's gotta come from somewhere, Maddie. Or you don't want to run to the little porta potty on the fourth hole. That's that's, that's the other side well, of it. Well, he said, if you stay, eat away the the thing. Thing. Yeah. stay away from the bacon, egg, and stay away from the bacon. You know what? That's, if that's in the cards, it's in the cards. You take the shit and you roll right on. <laughs> Well, Bob, this That's was good. great. Um, guys, if you aren't following Brilliantly Dumb on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, I know you're doing Cameo. Uh, anywhere else you want to send people if they haven't uh, came across you yet? Yeah, and then just um, just the Brilliantly Dumb show. If you guys want to take out, check out the show. We do it twice a week, uh, the Brilliantly Dumb show. You can get it anywhere and everywhere. And, uh, fellas, I, I got to tell you, I appreciate you boys for having me on. Love what you're doing over there on the page. And if you ever need me, you say the word. Appreciate it. Oh, man. Thanks all for, right. Thanks for jumping thanks, on. Thanks, Bob. Evan, if you want to get out there, you say the word, all right? Let's do it. Wow. Fellas, take care. Thanks for having me, okay? All right. Thanks, Bob.